gonna chase my dreams. I'm chasing them, baby. I'm chasing them. I don't know where they're gonna take me, but I hope they're gonna take me somewhere nice. Take me somewhere nice, dream. Running up, running up, running up, running up, running on me. Look at these blessings, these blessings, these blessings, these blessings, these blessings, they rained it on me. Look at my God, I don't chase dreams, I'm on my dreams chasing me. I don't work hard, no, I don't work hard at all. Shit just be coming to me. That's my word. I will not work another nine to five. Talk that shit. I, I press me getting pot right in the eyes. Get in the way of my dreams, you gotta die. Yeah. And if your bitch come round me, use a single guy. Run me up, bitch. Got this truck fit. Yeah, just cause I live law attractions to
my God. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Blame the Victim podcast. I'm your host, JC Best. Y'all bring the problems, we bring the blame. Come on, man. Y'all know how this go. Y'all know how this go. This is the Law of Attraction podcast for the streets, baby. And we so happy, man. We got a hell of a show today. We got a hell of a show today, a hell of a guest today, hella good topics today, and I could not be happier. Y'all, I'm back, y'all. I'm back, y'all. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Come on, man. Listen. Just last week, we was cursing God. Now we thanking him. Ain't that about it? Ain't that about it? <laughs> we was just cursing God. Look at how things change just like that, y'all. Things ain't got, you, your life don't got to take a long time to change. Things can change like that for y'all. You know, we was in a little bit of a rut situation. And uh, we had a talk with God, like Stevie Wonder said. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and the conversation went well. You know, I got shit off my chest. You know what I'm saying? He gave me a broken ankle and shit. You know how God do. You know this nigga don't play. But, 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 but guess what? I'm feeling good. And that's what matters, baby. That's what matters, baby. I'm feeling good. Uh, y'all, give me a thumbs up in the chat. Let me know if the uh, if the sound is 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 going good. Uh, as always, we looking beautiful. The set is looking good. Thanks to my guy. Come on, come on, my guy. My main man, Phoenix, in this motherfucker. Phoenix, what up, baby? Yeah. We got the squad with us today. Phoenix in the house. Phoenix, how you doing, bro? Chilling, y'all. Beautiful. Having a good day. Yeah, I can see it on you, bro. You've been, you've been like really, you know, glowing since last week. It's still, it's still continued. Things is going good with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. Growing always. You know, one half of the squad. Oh yeah, my other nigga in town looking like a whole snack. <laughs> Niggas trying to get fresh cut twice in a row. I don't know. Ain't got the leather pants. <laughs> What's up, Big C in the house? Yeah. What up, what up, what up? What's good, uh, Big C? How you living, baby? Chilling, man. Chillin'. You looking sharp, bro. You looking good. You looking good, bro. Is you feeling as good as you look? Today, yes. <laughs> Today, yes. C might be having one of my moments. <laughs> I'm from last week. <laughs> Today, I feel really good. Today, you feel really good, and that's what matters, y'all. You could be going through, like, whatever the hell you're going through, but in a moment, try to... Try to, you know, they said, and I never got this. Actually, this was somebody posted this um, uh, on, uh, on Instagram. They said, honor the present moment. And I never understood what the hell that meant to honor the present moment. And I got an answer, okay? It basically means no matter what you're going through, okay? It could be bad, good, you could be feeling good, bad. Just honor it in that moment. Okay, maybe you're not feeling good. Just honor it. Say, okay, you know, right now I'm not feeling too good. I'm, I'm gonna smoke some weed. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and smoke this L. You know, I'm gonna take a drink. You know what I'm saying? But you recognize, but I'm alive. I'm still breathing. You know what I mean? Or, or things is going great. Things is going fantastic, and you honor the moment. You say thank you. Whoever you say thank you to, the universe. God, your mother effing self, whoever it is, you know what I'm saying? You honor the present moment. You don't get distracted. You don't allow yourself to have your mind wandering. You just say, you know, right now in this moment, I'm feeling this, okay? And that's what it means to honor the moment. Man, yo, 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 y
Today we got an amazing show, man. We got an amazing show. Um, for the first time, I'm actually having a family member on the show. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you know how we go with family. This could go either way, boy. This could go either way. Um, I, I'm having my big sister Kay on the show today, and you know, just so y'all know a little bit about me, I got so many sisters. Hey, I got so many sisters. My mom, my mom and father, they've been putting in work. Okay, let me just tell you that, Mama. You know how black families do. They've been putting in work. Okay, I got so many sisters. Sometimes I just be walking down the street, just random bitches. Hey, hello, hi, I'm your sister. I'm like, you too, bitch. It's just like random motherfuckers, you know? But I'm having one of my sisters on the show today, okay? And uh, we had a conversation. It happened randomly uh, last week. Uh, we were talking about her spiritual journey, okay? And mind you, Again, she's not really into the law of attraction. Don't really, or I'm gonna let y'all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let y'all, let her uh, tell it. But you know, when it comes to black people and stuff, the law of attraction concept, uh, I should say, uh, or maybe not the concept, but the uh, the terminology is kind of a new thing, you know. And I've had a lot of guests here recently, people who they live law of attraction concepts, but they don't call it nothing. They don't have no law of attraction Bible. They don't use law of attraction terminology, but certain things that they do, they, they just kind of live it. And um, she mentioned something that was happening in her spiritual journey. And I said, this is a must. We got to have you on the show, baby. You know, so I got my big sister, Kay. Today, she's going to be talking to us about what's going on with her spiritual journey. And, you know, um, I want to address what I, I, I started out the show with. My family, my family, God love my love my family. Oh, we just love family. Don't we love our families? Don't we love our families? <laughs> my family um, had about an eight-hour argument on Saturday. <laughs> that started with one of my, uh, I guess, the most recent episode that we posted, episode seven. And uh, episode seven of the pod, uh, I mentioned that we are God. I said it. I said it. I said it. I said what I said. I said that we are God in physical form. And people don't like that. You know, especially when you talk about blacks and Hispanics and minorities who are deeply rooted in this Christianity thing, which we can get to. See, we've talked about that, how that's kind of a new thing for uh, like Christianity was brought on us, yeah, right? Yeah. That that ain't no, like, you know... Catholicism. Catholicism and all this stuff. Bro, Christianity, what we, 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 you know, coming from Africa and, and the diaspora, we wasn't like Christians like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, I mean, there's, there's parallels with different religions, but, like, Christianity, as far as, as far as America, was something that the slave owners used to, to, to use to keep slaves in check. Okay, and it is very deeply rooted in the black experience. And before, go ahead, see. Before they, we even get to slavery, we talk about the Romans and how they that was it was religious wars. Yeah, but the, the wars. what was that crusade? Re religious wars, crusades, and and, and 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 speaking of wars, and how many people have died in the name of Christianity? In the name of God. This, this, this religion that y'all cap for, y'all cape for so hard, y'all go so hard for Christianity has killed more people than a little bit. Okay, but yet blacks and Hispanics they love their Jesus. 
Okay, they love their Christianity, you know what I'm saying? Not even really knowing what the history of it is, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, one of the concepts is that you do good, you're going to heaven. You know, you do bad, you're going to hell. Okay, you got to pray to Jesus, you got to pray to God, you got to pray to something invisible that you've never, ever even seen before. So when somebody says that uh, we, the people that you do see, are God in physical form, people don't like that. People don't like that. You know what I'm saying? The concept that uh, it, the buck stops here, that I create my own life, people don't like that. You know, and, 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 you know, I'm going to tell you, listen, the, the law of attraction, this is a lot, man. I just started with this in the, in the damn pandemic myself, but I've been feeling this way for many, many years. I'm going to say this shit found me uh, a few years ago. Um, I said it to my, my father before I had really understood what the whole law of attraction shit was. I said, I just feel like I'm an extension of God. You know, I just said that. I didn't even know. I just, it was the feeling. I was like, this whole God situation, I feel like I'm a physical extension of him. He didn't like he that. He told you that in the book. And, and, I create you in my own image. Oh, That's yeah. The very beginning. Oh. You know, funny people, people. Phoenix, talk that shit, you know, baby. Funny, no matter what movie, no matter, no matter what movie you've ever watched or book you've ever watched, they usually tell the ending of the Okay, they tell the ending of a story at the beginning and they tell you all the little tidbits that you miss in the very beginning because you're so you're just getting into the story to the story. They tell you all the facts in the very beginning. Got you. And so your point is at the beginning of the Bible, they said you're made in yes, his image. That also, is also let's remember in the beginning of this Bible that was written by mankind over and over again. That also might be a lie. Okay. Well, the, the 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 bottom line is, I cannot give my all uh, to a god or to this invisible energy that I don't see. I'm here right now, nigga. I'm figuring shit out right now. I need answers now. Okay. I don't want to wait for no heaven later. Okay. I'm not fitting to, you know, wait. No, no, no. I want shit right now. Guess what? I want to be rich. <laughs> That's right. I want to have a lot of good sex. Yeah. 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 I want to fuck when I want to fuck. Okay, I want to feel good, all right? And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I really don't. But Christians, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of can't do this, can't do this, you know, can't do that, you know, very like secluded. But mind you, doing shit on the low. <laughs> doing shit, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Same as Republicans, conservatives. A lot of religions have all these rules and yet, People feel so good just subjecting themselves to rules. You can't make decisions yourself. God, you can't make decisions about what's good and bad for your life yourself. You got to go uh, and follow what a religion says. You know, what's that? Turn the mic up a little, turn the mic up a little bit. They said turn the mic up a little bit. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't make decisions on what you want yourself. Do that make sense? Come on, bro. Come on, man. So let's go. And let's all, before we get into the affirmation of the week, let's just go, uh, you know, if you are new here, uh, let's go to some basic, basic uh, tenets of the law of attraction. Just a little refresher, okay? Because this, uh, after all, is the law of attraction uh, podcast for the streets, all right? So from a very basic perspective, all right, the law of attraction, okay, is a belief system that states whatever you experience in this life is based on what you think and feel, okay? Normally, people think shit happens to me and then I feel bad or I feel good, okay? Or they feel like I gotta wait until 
my dreams come true or I get the car that I want or I gotta get I gotta get what I want before I can feel good. The law of attraction is the opposite. It says you feel good first. You condition yourself to feel and think good and positive thoughts and then positive and good experiences will come into your life. You get it? You get it? It's different, right? It's different, okay? Uh, words that we use in the law of attraction, a word that you'll hear a lot if you start, you know, uh, <clears throat> understanding this kind of whole ideology. Manifesting. That's a word you're going to hear a lot. What does it mean to manifest? To manifest is when you bring something invisible, invisible, that you're thinking or feeling into reality. Okay, let's open it up. Let's open it up. Because again, manifesting can be good or bad, negative, positive. It's anything. Anything that you that goes from inside of you and then all of a sudden, it's a part of your experience. You manifest it. Fellas, SWAT, what are some things that y'all have manifested? Phoenix, let's start with you. What Name a thing in your life that you've manifested, good or bad. It could be anything in your life that you know for a fact you manifested. Uh, relationships. Okay. A relationship. Okay. not stable. Okay, hold up. Oh, see, we love the honesty. We This is a keep it a, This is a keep it real podcast. We're going to tell, we tell you how it is. Phoenix, you stated that you've manifested a bad relationship into your life. Yes. Okay. How does how, I, we can all identify with that? I, I think I can. I think I can get with that. Uh, I think I can get with it's that. It's not necessarily a bad relationship. <laughs> I would say. I would say. Not even necessarily. It wasn't even good for me. It was a reflection of what I. You take like you manifest what you want in your life. So I wanted a stable relationship, but I know I wasn't ready for a stable relationship because I wasn't stable. Phoenix always going putting putting the cart before the horse. You always two steps ahead. Okay, so Phoenix is basically saying, Phoenix saying that he manifested a bad relationship, but he wanted a good relationship. Okay, he said he wanted a good relationship, yet he manifested a bad relationship, and he knows he did that because that's what he was attracting at the time. We get that. We're gonna get to that because you're we're manifesting in every moment. Every moment we're manifesting. How do you manifest a bad relationship when you want a good one? Okay, well, um, maybe because uh, you're bad yourself. <laughs> maybe because you manifested what you are. You manifested something that was a reflection of you, you know? Uh, you, you know, you, you, you wasn't, you know, I mean, man, that, that could be a lot of things, you know? When, it's all started with you. That, that, that could be a lot of things, bro. You want money, but yet you got a broke life. You, man, you manifested brokenness. You know, how, how, how did that happen? Maybe, maybe in your subconscious belief, subconsciously, deep down inside, you don't deserve, you feel like you don't deserve money. So here you are saying, I want money, I want to be rich, and yet you're broke as hell. How are you manifesting uh, a broke life when you don't want to be broke? Maybe subconsciously, deep down inside, you don't believe you should have money. So the experiences in the life that you manifest is a broke-ass fucking life, okay? Maybe you don't believe that you deserve a good person. Actually, I was speaking to one of my sisters about this a while ago. Sister has it going on. Beautiful house, beautiful car, has everything going for her. She's beautiful herself, and yet she's manifesting ain't shit niggas. How? Make it make sense. Maybe subconsciously, deep down inside, there's a belief that she doesn't deserve a high-quality man. Ooh. Ooh. This is deep. This is deep. Maybe she put her, she put herself to the trials to sit here and say, all right, I keep manifesting these men. Let me stop and say... 
Is this another fuck boy? Or is this nigga on my level? Is this man on my level? Well, you get to that point, don't you? If you've managed, if you've manifested enough fuck boys, you do get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm tired of this. Something's got to change. Hopefully you, you know, you get to the, you, you hopefully you get to the point. Because a lot of people just get stuck and say, oh, well, this is the type of niggas I deserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the type of niggas you I deserve. Quick to fall into relationship yeah. and not talk about the values and all the things that add up to what you. Can you meet me at the level of success I'm at yeah. to be more? But some, some women, eh, women, okay, men too, but women like fixer upper, don't you? <laughs> women, oh, wait, wait. Love, women love a fixer upper, don't you? We made it like <laughs> that. About men this have made women like that. Men, okay, that, look, look, we, 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 that's a whole. Phoenix doing it and taking it to a whole left. Hold up. But you know what that just reminded me of? Yes, sir. When we first met, first couple of weeks, we mm -hmm. had a conversation mm -hmm. about like, when you're meeting somebody. Yeah. And like me, I'm the personality that's. I'm more okay with being like, yo, I ain't shit right now. Right. You know what I mean? Not saying that it can't grow and it can't become. I hate it when you. I hate it when you used to do that. I hate it when you used to do that. It was coming from an honest place. You were trying to be authentic. place. If I don't have the money that you have, yes, I don't. I don't have it right now. That's real. Right now, though. So C is saying. So C is saying something he used to do. He would. He would meet. And you did. You always used to attract like high quality because you've been on some dates with some like some. Celebrities and all that type a of thing. See what attract yeah. people uh, that were like very da 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 da, and he would feel he would feel like he would need to say at the beginning of a relationship, "Hey, just so you know, I don't really have it right now." Boom, boom. And what I said, if you remember, what I said was, "Nigga, you ain't got to say that," because <laughs> a rich motherfucker knows when he's dealing with somebody broke. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> know what they're dealing with okay so if they're if they are if you ha are dealing with someone all right and they see something in you that they like let it ride baby let it ride okay and if you are on a journey where you're getting up 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 up, up just let it ride you ain't got to tell them that you ain't because they know they know you know see what is something that you've manifested in your life you know for a fact that you've manifested in your life bad or good Crickets, nigga. I ain't never heard. Now I have never heard C silent before. Okay, this is a this is. I ain't never heard this motherfucker silent. Hold up, you can't think of anything that you brought to fruition in your life that you had in your mind and then it came about. Not music, not anything. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I had a song. I had a song. Okay, that was in my mind. It was in my mind, and it was an ABBA song. It was. A, do y'all remember ABBA? Uh, what, what, Queen, yeah. Queen, Queen, yeah, yeah. It was an ABBA song, and I just kept on playing. I was like, yo, I want. It, 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 the song was "Take a Chance on Me." You know, "Take a Chance on Me," and I didn't have no reference for this song. There was no rap beat for it. Da 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 da. And uh, I met, I met randomly a producer who created beats. Him and I got together. We started after a few weeks. He started working on this song based on just, I'm just describing what I want. By the end, by the time we were done, he had created the exact song that I felt in my mind. There was no reference for it. There was no reference for this song. And it's just, it's like, it, I, I, I manifested. So that's something that, you know, I brought to fruition. Okay. The bottom line is you are manifesting every single moment. Every experience that you have, bad or good, it's being brought out. You're, you're bringing it out. And what we teach on this podcast is how to bring about things that you want instead of manifesting things that you 
don't want. Uh, we are we are doing well. That's a good start. That's a good start. That's a good start. Okay. If you want to know some people to follow in terms of this law attraction stuff, okay, Esther Hicks. All right, Esther Hicks is kind of like the architect of a lot of the the terminology that we use in present day. Even though the, this law of attraction concepts have been around for years and years and years and years. Okay, uh, Neville Goddard. Ooh, that's a that's a deep one. We're talking about mystics now. Okay, Florence Scovel Shen. Yeah, yeah, you got to YouTube these people. Florence Scovel Shen, Neville Goddard, Esther Hicks, Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza's New Age, and he's a neural a physicist, neuroscientist, who talks a lot about quantum theory and quantum mechanics. And he's so amazing because he actually uses science, present day science, to prove a lot of law of attraction concepts that people think are just foo, 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 foo. You know, they're using neurology and, and science. You know, the dweebs that we used to pick on <laughs> in high school? These motherfuckers have actually come up with scientific proof on this law of attraction shit. It's like really out there. Um, Reverend Ike, old school, old school, you know what I'm saying? Uh, used car salesman type of energy, but that's my man. I love Reverend Ike, boy. I love Reverend Ike, YouTube him. Um, Deepak Chopra, you know, Oprah. Okay, these are people who are present-day believers and teachers and facilitators of law of attraction beliefs. So go ahead and look them up um, if you want to understand a little bit more about this stuff. Oh, one more. J.C. Best. <laughs> J.C. Best, yeah. Yeah, and I'm a little different. You know, I'm a little different because a lot of these guys, you know, they might be a little boring to you. Let, let's be honest. A lot of these motherfuckers might be boring. We, 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 we aspire to make this shit interesting, okay? Because this is real everyday shit and we want to apply it. We want to apply it. Uh, we were, we want to do a quick show. Let's do a quick um, uh, who's to blame. We got to talk. This is another aspect of people complaining and upset about a situation that uh, ultimately they have no control over, or maybe they do. But anyway, this is uh, this is just who's to blame. It's all your fault. Woo! It's all your fault. You to blame You. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. 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 All right. In this week's who's to blame, uh, the black and LGBT community are outraged over uh, Netflix's uh, new portrayal of Jeffrey Dahmer uh, that has been directed and produced by Ryan Murphy, probably one of the most genius uh, directors of our time. And Jeffrey Dahmer, it's, it's like one of the top watched uh, new series on Netflix. And he's a serial killer who was a white gay male back in the early 90s who... Um, uh, ate up, <laughs> ate up, cooked up, <laughs> ate up, cooked up a lot of black people, okay, all, I think all black people, and uh, it was mostly gay uh, black men, and so part of it is the timing, they're, they're very upset about the timing of this story, you know, uh, blacks obviously have felt that they've been persecuted in this country and they just don't want to uh, see a, a movie or a show about a white man eating them, you know? Um, also, they just don't like the fact that, you know, um, 
you know, this white man is being portrayed to just have lived in a very ghetto black community and just eating up all these black people. I mean, that's the, essentially the gist of it. And also, it's also uh, the state that they're tired of having this story told because this is not the first reenactment or story of Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Again, okay. So there's probably in America, they love to highlight violence, serial killers. Especially but is that really because there's a ton of violent stuff on? But they they love to do it all the time. But when it's people of color and we're trying to do something to change, you know, or or even a violent story about okay. Emmett Till, how many how many things how many okay. do you think that we're gonna read the same capacity of views? Okay. To watch this story. So black people and and gay people are just upset about this story being told. They want to see more uplifting story. Okay. So who's to blame? Who's to blame in this whole Jeffrey Dahmer uh, scenario and how it's being depicted, okay? Is it uh, Ryan Murphy, all right, the director, okay? Is it Netflix? Is it Netflix? Is it um, the victims and their families? Who's to blame for this show? Okay. Well, uh, you guys, what do y'all think? You're on three? Uh, Who's to blame on the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, scenario? What do you think? Here we go in three. Uh, One, two, three. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> One says Jeffrey, <laughs> says Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, to your question. Yeah. The director, Who, who's to blame for how this story is being depicted? The director. <laughs> the director, Ryan Murphy. We already had the story. It's already right, been right. like the That's true. paper. Okay. And that's it. It's very simple, uh, guys. The people who are to blame in this scenario uh, are the people who have their feelings hurt. The black people. Okay. The gay people. Okay. The people who are mad. Okay. How many times? That's not color. Wait a minute. Hold on. Do, do black people or, or LGBT people or whoever it is that's mad, do we not have uh, the opportunity to tell our own stories. No, we haven't been able to do that for how long? Bullshit! Nobody is keeping us from telling our own stories. In fact, I'll tell you, Tyler Perry, hold up. Tyler Perry's uh, studios in Atlanta are bigger than the studios in freaking Hollywood. How many times, how long, wait a minute, how long are we going to, like, are we going to, like, like, like constantly uh, wait and complain and, and be upset that w we don't like the way that white people tell our stories. Like how many, like how much are y'all gonna continue to bitch and moan and complain about the fact that white people tell our stories in a fucked up way? Bitch, they may Pocahontas. They're white. never gonna stop. They may, exactly. They're never gonna they're stop. Never gonna they're stop. gonna continue as long as they're in positions that they can tell stories the way they want to. They're gonna tell the stories the way they freaking want to. If you have a problem, then tell the stories the right way. Like, like, honestly, I personally am so tired. I, I, I like the, I like the Jeffrey Dahmer. This shit had me captivated. Okay, I was driving to the damn. Uh, I was like, oh man, this is like really suspenseful. And and and, and you know why? Because I can't stand another civil rights fucking 
uh, save a nigga movie. I cannot stand any more of these damn movies. So I like something that's a little different. You know, that's my, me personally. I'm not really hurting, you know, for the same things that you guys are hurting for. However, if you want the stories told in a different way, then do it your damn self. Go ahead. Uh, see, what, what, what were you saying, bro? What was your point? Jeffrey Dahmer's to blame. Well, um, actually, I think the people who let uh, him eat them are to blame. I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like who gets eaten? Like who does that? Like who does that? <laughs> I mean, who does that? <laughs> you know, like like how? I just don't even get it. <laughs> like who just lets themselves get eaten? Like a steak? I mean, like a delicious steak? Like who does that? Yeah, yeah, and I was screaming at the screen the whole time. Get out! <laughs> Leave! <laughs> Why are you still there? You know that type of shit. Uh, yeah, man. Bottom line is, if y'all want stories told in a certain way, tell them yourself. You have the opportunities. You have the the the, the black directors right out to your 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 Ryan Coglers or or, or your freaking uh, what, what's the scandal? The scandal. Think, your Shonda Rhimes and your Tyler yeah, Perry's and let them tell the stories the and way that you think you should be represented. I don't think anybody really cared or like wanted the story. It wasn't like a high demand we story. We didn't need to hear like, it again. Like, like we, we already had five documentaries. It's going crazy on Netflix. That means people want to watch it. Exactly. Go it's out, popular. Like, exactly the reason why I brought up Emma Till. Do you think that we're going to get the same amount of views that this man got? No, no, because people, there's more people like me. People are tired of slave movies. We're tired of that. We want something different. In fact, you know what? I would like to see some black movies about black serial killers. <laughs> like, remember the DC motherfuckers? Do, do you remember the DC motherfuckers? Uh, yeah, I want to see that. Shit. Yeah, I want to see DC, like the DC killers. The remember DC they was sniper. just the DC sniper? I would love to see a movie about that. I really would. How? I really would. Wait a I minute. I know what was going through his head. Well, I want to know. You know, it's about time we had a black serial killer. I was so proud when I heard it. Um, what about when we had the the, the motherfuckers in Texas who was killing all the white cops? Do you remember oh, that? Yes, yes, yes. I was like, go ahead, look at Blacks taking shit into their own hands. Like, go ahead, I was very proud. Where's the movie? Uh, let, let's, let's jump it off, wake it up. When you look at it on an American trajectory, we're not as entertained watching white people get killed as we are entertained watching black people get killed. Yeah, isn't that something? Isn't that? But I guarantee. But, but I'm telling whatever blacks do, you know, they people the the the, the society eventually follows. So I guarantee you, if you made some black series, hold up, fucking what's his name? Um, Kim Peel is making a oh, yeah, like, Get Out. Stuff like that. Yeah, that get Out went crazy. Yeah, it did go crazy. Uh, this is us. Come on, bro. We got it in us to do the. Come on, we have it in us to be serial killers, y'all. Let's make the movies. Let's make the movies to show it. Come on, we can do this. I believe in y'all. I believe in y'all. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Even if it's a black serial killer, they still got to kill a whole bunch of black people because that's what America will pay for. They're not going to pay to see a black person. I disagree. I disagree. I think that we will kill. I think that we will very much want to see some black people killing them white cops. I said the American trajectory. In the city of New York. And, and, and it actually being big. Yeah. I, I I put money on it. I bet see fifty dollars right now. I bet you if y'all come people, up with a movie, people show up to the theaters to see more black people get killed. Maybe they, maybe why, so, but let's wake it up. Let's make a movie about the DC sniper and let's see if it goes crazy. Okay, let's see if that shit goes crazy. All right, here we go. All right, we ready. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. Uh, this uh next guest. 
This next guest, I have known her for so many. <laughs> uh, she is a very accomplished and well uh, spoken personality in so many different aspects of life. She is a bad bitch. Uh, and, and she is my dear sister. I'm so, so very happy. This is a blame the victim first to bring to the show my bigger sister, my big sister, bad bitch, Miss Candy Candy. What's up, boy? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, Kay? Can you hear me? All right, Kay, what's going on, Kay? Nothing much, nothing much, brother. I'm just, you know, enjoying the show. We enjoying like the show. looking for a filter. Is that what's going on? I got it. <laughs> Kay, you're looking good. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Welcome to the pod, Kay. Uh, all right, let's start. Is this your first interview, Candace? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> you're talking about you nervous now. Kay, you know our mother. She nicknamed you Motormouth. All right, so you run that mouth. I, I like, well, what is the nerve? Well, why are we nervous? I, I don't get it. I really don't like social media too much. <laughs> you don't like social media? No. You have a great story to tell. And, and, you know, you constantly are very bubbly. You know, is it just yeah. nervous, like, people watching you? Is that, type, is that the type of situation? Yes, 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 yes. Just nervous. Just, yeah. Okay, don't be nervous, okay? okay. Only one. We only got three. We only got five people watching. There ain't nobody right now. Hey, you'll be all right. It's just me and you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're good. Um, okay, we had a conversation last week, okay? Mm. And you told me, uh, you know, you can kind of maybe say it in your own words, but you said that you're getting to the point in your life that you feel like you want to stop taking antidepressants. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that really just blew me away. So I really want to start, and I want to just jump right in there, okay? Because um, this is something new, mm -hmm. um, especially since I, with all of my past depression, suicidal mm -hmm. things, both know about. Uh, you have given me the advice that the doctors have given me, which is to get on antidepressants. And in fact, you've been like very like. You need to take the antidepressants. You need to take yeah. the antidepressants. And so for you to say that you want to stop taking antidepressants, I was blown back one. Like, tell me, let, let, let's start there. Where, where is this coming from? Okay, so I've been on antidepressants for about 15 years, right? Um, so where did it come from? It kind of like just came out of, I think, nowhere, meaning it wasn't something that I was, I've been thinking about. Yeah. It's, ju it's just how I've been feeling, right? I, like, you know about, like, you call it a spiritual journey. I call it a healing transformation that I've been going through for the last three years. About that. Right. Um, for the last three years. Had a call. You said you the last three years you've been going through a what? A healing journey. I call it healing. Not, yeah, not spiritual, because it's all around emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, right? Um, and I, I didn't realize going through this and healing that 
when you talk about the law of attraction, I haven't read books on the law of attraction. I honestly didn't even really know what people were talking about too much with it. It's just how I felt, meaning there were areas in my life that I needed to change, right? right? And I started to make changes, right? Uh, sobriety is one of them, right? right? Uh, how I approach relationships was another one. Um, you know, it's the whole round circle, but it kind of started healing areas in me that I wasn't looking to heal. Okay. Uh, so before we get too, too ahead, let, let, let's just go ahead and like qualify what we're talking about. So 15 years ago, you started antidepressants. Yes, about 15 years ago. You've been on antidepressants for 15 years. And then three years ago, you said you started to have like a, not a spiritual awakening, but a what? Like a um, healing transformation. A healing transformation. And let me tell you why. Okay. So 15 years ago, I started antidepressants. But I never stopped drinking. I never stopped using drugs. I never stopped certain toxic uh, behaviors in my life. Right. I just took my antidepressants and thought like, you know, miraculously, everything was going to get right. And when I stopped what I was doing, certain behaviors three years ago, I had the full on effect of the antidepressants. Okay. So three years ago, you stopped the drinking and the drugging. And the antidepressants really started to work. Okay. And okay, so please, just for the audience. Okay. When you <laughs> when you take an antidepressant and a shot of tequila at the same time, <laughs> what is the difference between drinking and taking antidepressants and just taking antidepressants with no drugs or uh, alcohol or whatever? Well, basically, so the doctors always warn me. You know, you shouldn't be really drinking if you're taking antidepressants. Okay. So when I used to drink or do whatever else, I didn't really care. I, I wasn't even, I just, you know. Did you, did you feel like the antidepressants were working? Uh, I kind of really didn't care because I had other coping mechanisms. Got you. You understand what I'm saying? Didn't care about if it was working or not. I just said, oh, this is what they said will help. And, you know, but as long as I got my coping mechanism, as long as I got that alcohol, as long as I got that, you know, toxic behavior relationship, as long as I got, you know, whatever else, it was all good. Kate, Kate this is my question to you. And I mean this with my whole heart. You know, we, 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 we talk about this all the time. You somebody I really look up to. OK, somebody that I see really has this stuff together from beautiful homes to, you know, beautiful always glowing energy yourself, um, mm -hmm. you know, never needing for nothing, always giving, really on top of your game. I, uh, to me, unless you would have told me that you was on antidepressants, I really wouldn't have known. Mm -hmm. Like, why? why I, I got to address that. Let, I, let's, let's talk about that. Make it make sense. I'm, I'm going to make it make sense. And this, this is why. Uh, sorry about that. Um so pro for antidepressants you're pro it, you are pro antidepressants yes no, no yeah okay. meaning i'm for it why okay. because isn't that the whole gist of it if i'm taking antidepressants to uh you know help with my depression anxiety whatever else you're not supposed to know i'm depressed right okay. you're not supposed to know i have high anxiety or you know, I'm going through these certain things. That's what the antidepressant is supposed to help with. Got you. 
Now, when you're talking about you're taking antidepressants and people are like, are you taking your meds? What's up with her? You know, that's not how it's supposed to work. Something's not working. Something's not balancing out with the medication. Oh, that's funny now. Wait, <laughs> if, if you're around <laughs> and, people <know laughs> and you're around and somebody said, did you take your meds today? <laughs> that's not a good sign. <laughs> no, that's not a good sign. We got something off balance. Let's go back to the psychiatrist and say, listen, this is not, you know, it's not balancing out with me. You know, something's off. Can we try something else? Can we try a less dosage? Can we try a higher dosage? You're supposed to be like, you look up to me, brother, like you're supposed to say, you got it going on. I didn't even know you was taking any depressant. You're not supposed to. When it's working, to me, to me. Okay, so in the last three years, you're saying the antidepressants have worked for you. Or you I'm sorry, excuse me. You've been feeling the effects. And yet, now it's September uh, October 2022, yeah. and you want to wean yourself off the depressants. Yeah. If they work so well, why do you want to get off them? Okay, so I'm at the point where I actually already started weaning off of the antidepressant that oh, I was. Happening? Yeah, oh. I already started. I'm right on time. Hold up, hold I up. Already started. Dennis, you tell me everything I need to know. I'm ready to go mine. <laughs> I'm not even so mine in the track. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Slow down, brother. Slow S- down. Escitalopram. What the hell? Okay. Don't know what it is. Wait a minute. What's this one? Oh, doxycycline. Oh, wait. Doxycycline is not an antidepressant. Hold on. <laughs> that made, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. It was a hot boy summer. Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. You already started. Uh, weaning yourself off the depressants. Okay, why? Okay, because I'm in a position mentally and emotionally, I don't feel that I any longer need it. I don't, now let me, let me get this straight. So let me, let me put this here. First of all, I didn't just say I'm stopping my antidepressants and, you know, throw them away. Like, you you know, you just did. We we don't do that. No, we don't. (laughs) Stop. Continue. Okay. So I went to my doctor and uh, I'm big on follow-ups of everything, going to doctors for whatever. So I said to her, look, um, I feel it's time. I I just feel like I am mentally strong enough. Um, I don't feel like I need to have a need. And she said, you're on one of the lowest doses. I'm not going to name the name. The bottom line is I was on a very low dose. And she said, okay, I'm I'm in agreement with it. You've been on it for years. Uh, we do it slowly, you know? So I had like 30 pills. She said, you take them every other day. After that, you're done. This is what I said to her in a follow-up. If I start to feel depressed again, I'm going to let you know. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid. Like it's, it's cool. If I feel like I, okay, whoa, there's life situations that may be coming up or I'm just not feeling so good or whatever, but I'm learning that, you know, I don't need to take an antidepressant or I don't feel like I do. Let me get that straight to deal with life on life terms every day. Every day is not sunshine and roses for us. This is real life. We, you know, are dealing with situations from employment, housing, kids, relationships. Right. So if I feel that, um, you know, I, I can do this one day at a time, 
right? And deal with these issues without taking a pill. Let me try that. Okay. Been, that's, that's the whole gist of it. It's, it's how I feel today is what I'm trying to tell you on. Well, what do you say about somebody like me who has been now, we going on for a year, okay? Yep. That these doctors have been prescribing I, I, I mean, like seriously now, I'm being serious. And this is not even, this This is like just one bucket full. I got a whole nother bucket full. Okay. A bunch of damn meds that I've completely thrown away or just refused to take. I haven't taken one. What do you say to somebody like me who is saying that, you know what? I want to figure stuff out without the antidepressants. Okay. So at first it actually used to hurt me. Right. It hurt me because you're my brother and I don't want anything to happen to you. I don't want you to not try something that's worked for me. But I have come to understand. I, I took notes and I was writing something down. Somebody said there is no one solution for everybody when it comes to medication. Right. So I have to give you the respect to to understand that if what's working for me, I'm on one. You're talking about your doctor prescribed all these. I, I wouldn't even know how to deal with that. I've always only been on one antidepressant. But okay. yeah. it's not just about the antidepressant. Then they give you a pill to help you to sleep. See, hold up. Okay. It starts with the anti, the one antidepressant. Now you take another pill to balance out the side symptoms yeah. of the antidepressant. Now I got to take a pill. So now I'm, I can't sleep and I'm sad. Oh, and my dick can't get hard. So now you got to get an antidepressant yep. and a sleeping pill and a Viagra. It's like, okay. So for your cholesterol, cause the one fucking, you know, if it was just one little pill, antidepressant make me not make me happy. Just pill gonna make me happy. Okay. It was like, okay. But it was all these pills. All right. So Juan, listen, we as individual people have to make the choices, right? For our life. So yes, I went through the same thing you did. You're right. Is that I ended up taking one pill, which was just the antidepressant. Did it have side effects? Yes. Did I switch to a different one? Yes. Right. When it came to taking a sleep meds, I don't want something to put me to sleep. So I had to work through that. Right. And sometimes I will wake up in the middle of the night and you, you, you learn to. How could I put this? You have the power to say what you want in your body and what you don't. There we go. We like that. Come on. talk. You do. You do. And I do, too. My thing is what I was always like with you or even my sons. I'm just asking you to try it before you. It's just a blank blanket. No. You know what I'm saying? But but. I do have to respect if that's not your journey and that's not how you want to approach it. Right. Uh, something else I wrote down um, when I talked about that medications are tools, right? Right. They're, they're tools. So they're, they're tools to treat depression and anxiety. Um, and, but there are other ways, lifestyle changes that okay. you can also address. So mindfulness, Okay. Meditation, uh, eat the healthy, eat the ugh, healthy eating. I'm sorry, guys. Healthy eating um, that will also put you in better places. But I have to say, me being on antidepressants for when I actually let the antidepressant work, right? And I did have to change 
to get it accustomed to what worked for me. Because one did take away my um, sex drive, right? One uh, did uh, put weight on me. You know, I, I worked with the doctor with it. So, and I changed it and then it worked. And now I'm at the point in my life, you're talking about a span of years, 13, 18 years. Now I feel this is not maybe for me. And I'm going to take that chance to see. But I'm also at the point where if it, if I do feel depressed again, right, I'm going to also say, okay, let me try a lower dose of whatever it was I was on, or let me try something else. I'm not like saying I don't have the open mind to go back if I start to feel depressed to where I think I need medication again. Okay, so let me say this. The, the, I, and the closest I got, the closest I got to taking one of these pills mm-hmm. was the patient I had with you. And that is because you, as an or as a person, somebody I trust, value, mm-hmm. and wow, look at how wonderful her life is. But the other people who were telling me to take antidepressants, it made me want to hurl sad, just sad demeanor. Bad energy, constantly shit going wrong. But yet, you know, they go to work every day, you know. They, Robotic. They pay their bills. You know, it's kind of like they was like mummies. You know, they weren't really like living life. They were just, you know, living Robotic. Life. Robotic. And a person like that, Kay, can't tell me shit yeah. about in my life. I'm sorry. Okay, you can't tell me, you know. But now you saying the way that you do it and you go to your doctor's appointments and you practice mindfulness and you, you're responsible. I can almost get with that. So this, let me, let me say this. Cause I want to, I want to wrap this up in a, in a night, this, this part of our talk in a bow for people. Okay. If you do it the way that my sister does it. I can kind of get with that. Okay. First off, I don't like the idea of antidepressants for the rest of your life. I, in mm-hmm. fact, I don't like any, pill or anything you telling me that you got to do this for the rest of your life i don't like that okay this is my opinion i don't like it all right but if you say this is a temporary solution that we're monitoring and that you know you're starting off slow and you're on top of it i can almost get with it but i can't you know get with no this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. And da, 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 da. I'm just kind of like letting the doctor just, you know, all willy nilly with my medication. Sorry, I can't do it. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, no, honestly, I really was surprised. You agree? I agree. I agree. Listen, you know, I'm not the type of person. Just my personality. I'm not into forcing people. I'm a big, big, I'm big on uh, action. I'm big right. on example. I'm big on, you yes. know, that that silent uh <laughs> that silent person moving about their life and what is it that I admire about that? What is it that but like I said, these are all individual things. So my thing is is uh let's say I was suffering um with suicidal thoughts, right? Right. That's that's a red flag for me. I gotta try something, right? right. My thing is is what I'm doing working if I'm telling this person over here, I don't want to try this, but is this working? How, how much am I going to do this up and down, up and down? There's, there's got to come a point to where you have to balance, right? What's going on with you? So if that's a change in people, places, and things, right? Uh, your thought process, what is it? Okay, so you're again, you're hitting the nail on the head. It's not just 
I'm going to take these antidepressant mm-hmm. pills and everything's going to work out. It's you're taking the, the pills in conjunction with life changes. Yes, yes. That you're around. Maybe, yeah, your living circumstances, I don't know, moving to a different state or whatever. Life changes with the antidepressants. Yes, and okay. it's just like I, I, I want to bring my I want to bring my fellas in here really quick, and I don't know if, okay. if I heard you guys talking. Did you guys either have a question or a statement to, to say to to her? Did you guys have an opinion on the on the antidepressants thing? Uh, I agree, actually, hundred percent. See, go Speak a little louder. See, go ahead. I agree with everything you're saying, and actually, as a person who's on, I'm on antipsychotics, not depressants, but as it. I think if it's showing you that it's making the changes, that it is good to continue to take them until you feel like, like she's saying, you're strong enough now to kind of weed yourself Because off. you've already built what the, medi- what the medicine has naturally been doing for years. You figure out, your body figures out how to build those chemicals on its own. Uh, 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 so, like, once you get to that level, yeah, I think it is a good thing. Okay, did you hear what she said? I heard what she said, and I just came on something else that I read about. After a certain time, our bodies will gain a tolerance yeah. to the antidepressants where they don't work. Yeah. Did, you, did you guys ever know about that? That yes. we, we yeah. actually will gain a tolerance after a certain amount of years to where a doctor will say, I got to put you on antidepressant vacation. Yeah, both can't talk at the same time. Wait a minute, KKK. She is making the point that you make your body, your, um, I'm sorry. You you grow a tolerance to the medication, and then your body starts to either mimic it's, 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 the results or yeah, because it, the chemicals in your body, all those medicines are pulled from derivatives of like chemicals that happen in our body, naturally in our body. Yes. So like, it, once that tolerance happens, your body is going to start innately creating that chemical that it needs to help shield that part anyway. F- fine, but this is the thing, and this is it's like the fork in the road. Okay, so. On one hand, you can be like, okay, my body is naturally, you know, um, creating and adapting to this medicine so I can kind of either wean myself off or, I don't know, take the same. But the doctors don't do that. The doctors go, okay, let's go ahead and take more. Double the dose now. There's too much money in pharma. Uh, Too much money in pharma. There's too much money in pharma. Okay, so, so, and that could be true. But in my case, in the situation that just happened, that was my primary doctor. I said, look, uh, I think I'm ready to wean myself off. And she said to me, because I was on such a low dose, so individual-based cases, studies is different, but I got you. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Limitless. Do you, you remember the movie with uh, Bradley Cooper, Limitless? Mm-hmm. So he would take the Limitless pill, and he would be very productive. Got all this <laughs> To imagine if we could take a pill, and Ooh. honestly, we could do it to you know, get to our dreams, right? Yeah. But, Notice at the end of the movie, because he was jacked up on a limitless pill, mm. he figured out a way uh, to get the same results without taking the limitless pill. Yeah. That's kind of what I would like. You know what I'm saying? If we can get to a point where, yeah, like you said, we don't need these damn antidepressants to not be depressed. You know, but but please, like the, the rich pharmacy, I'm um, sorry, pharma, pharma industry, mm. all about the money. So, so isn't that interesting that you attracted a doctor that was okay with weaning you off the damn meds, 
Rather than a lot of these doctors would have been like, mm-hmm. nah, you gotta you gotta keep on doing it or let's switch it, yeah, you know, or you have to find a doctor you can trust. You gotta find yeah. a doctor. Not not only you gotta find a doctor you got uh, you can trust, you have to know that you're in the driver's seat. Yes. You go to the doctor and you tell him what, what results you want and how how you gotta do stuff. Yes. Not whatever yeah. the doctor says I'm gonna yep. do. Yep. Yes. And Juan, Juan, this is real, real big. Like we talk about having a toolbox, right? So if medication is a tool that's in our toolbox and we're using it, it's not just that one thing. Therapy, meditation, healthy eating, uh, relationships, setting up boundaries. Um, You know, it's like, it took me time. Yes, meditation, it took me time to get here. This didn't happen overnight. Um, And like I said, the main thing is, is that that um, living sober, my mind had to be clear. I had to have clarity to be able to, how do I go about to make continual changes and things in my life for the better for me, right? And it's like, like uh, I, I love him to say this last thing, what um, my boy Drake said in uh, Fair Trade, you know, um, I've been losing friends and finding peace. And that's a lot for me in my life. It's people, places, and things finding peace and honestly that seems like a fair trade for me that's a bar (laughs) that's a bar uh you 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 said you don't like to force people or tell people what to do that's let's talk about that because i a lot of people like to tell people how they should live their lives okay now we come from a very religious background don't we sis Don't we, sis? We come from a very real. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And in the Christian church, God bless. Okay, they like to tell niggas what to do. All right, Christians love to tell niggas how they should live their life and what they should do with their mother loving life. Um, can you speak? Let's speak just from your perspective, your history. What uh, do you think? What role did religion? or Christianity or whatever play in either your trauma or uh, be, um, you know, you getting to where you are today. What re- what role has religion and all that played in your life? How much time you got? I know. I'm going to put it. The podcast. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be quick. Come from a church called the Worldwide Church of God. Let's start. Yeah. yeah, so, and I'm 15 years your senior, so I was in it way before you. Right. Um, bottom line, it was a cult, yes. right? Oh, boy. It, it was no. a cult. And we didn't, <laughs> we didn't oh, notice. my God. <laughs> I didn't say it. She did. It was. It was a cult. And uh, the church no longer exists as it was when when I attended and uh, when Juan attended. The long story short of it is the church was you do what we say. This is what the Bible scriptures mean. uh, And this is how you're going to live. If you don't, you'll be put out. And it went on like this for years. And then it came to a point where somebody woke up one day and said, you know, everything you guys have believed in from the holy days, religious uh, things we do, paying tithes, all of this. Eh, you really didn't have to do it. But, but, and, you're, and you're still going to heaven. Okay, but you're still going to heaven. 
But let's be clear. That was okay. So Worldwide Church of God was a church founded by a man named Herbert W. Armstrong. Yeah. Okay. And to the world's perspective, you would call them like a fundamentalist Christian. Someone Mm -hmm. took the Bible from the beginning to the end, Mm -hmm. believed and taught the whole thing. And came a point in the 90s where they kind of had a little internal fight civil war and yeah. they away with a lot of those teachings because we we basically all of them regular christians believe we believed in like it was more yeah. jewish yeah yeah but i my family my immediate family rather my mother father says we went to one of the daughter churches that yeah. still taught the old school stuff one of the spinoffs yeah and i <laughs> and i became a preacher in that in that church you know so yeah. i've got I, you said 15 years a senior, but I got just as much time. I put in my work. I put in my time yeah. in that belief system. What do you think it is with people and religion and being told what God wants them to do? Why are people so fascinated on, on being told what to do from a religious or God perspective? What is that about? I don't know about people. I can only speak for myself. So okay. I think for me, like as a human being, um, faith is so, it's major for us in our lives. We need something to believe in as human beings, hey, right? Oh, that's a bar. We as people need. We as a people, we need something to believe in. That is a okay. fact. So, and even though, so when we talk about as far as, you know, like in, in the organization, I mean, we call it the higher power. If I say God, right, I can't see God. He doesn't talk directly to me in my faith. I can't touch him. But I have a faith in my mind that if I pray, I'm praying to this God. So what would this God look like to me? And when I stop going to churches and listening to what minister said, he should look like he says he does how he punishes. And I said, no, I'm going to look at it. You know, an organization I was in, like I said, I don't like to keep mentioning the name, but the bottom line is they said, look, look at this higher power, how you would see him. And I said, oh, yeah, I just opened up the freedom trail for me because the God that I believe in, he's not a punishing God. He doesn't discriminate, right? It's not, if you do this, you're going to hell. If you don't do this, you're, you're going to heaven, like all this nonsense. And it's like, um, what would he want for me? What do I want for myself? I want the best. Hey, let me just stop you really, just to clarify for the audience. You're saying two, three years ago, you joined an organization. We're not going to say the name in which you got sober. Yep. Okay. And mm-hmm. this organization told you that God is how you see God, not what the church says. It's how, right. it's how I see him. And that liberated you. It liberated me. Okay. And what does your God look like? Mm, oh, I would say a higher version of me. So oh. what do I want to be? A higher version of me. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Okay. A higher version of me, meaning so all the things that I could think about in my life, right? Uh, every time I achieve something, right? And and I told you this, Juan, it's just like the whole thing with the DJ Khaled song, God did, right? But when Jay-Z came in and he said, Hove did, like at the end of the day, we as individuals have so much power. We don't even give ourselves the credit. Most of the things, if not all, in our life, we done. Now, whether that's reaching out to different people, 
right? Or pulling in a faith that we have. It's not somebody came down and actually took our hands and did it. You as an individual, as a person did it. We have a lot Ooh, of- Okay. Um, yes. Phoenix, you said you want to say something, Phoenix. What you got? No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. She covered it. Okay, Phoenix, you got Phoenix putting his hands up. He's, <laughs> he's in church now. You know, yeah, yeah, they clapping. They clapping. Run them hearts, y'all. Run them hearts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, Candace, talk that itch. Now, um, that's very interesting because um, I'm going to just say it because we, 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 we roast Christians anyway, you know, and, 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 and I ain't got none. Uh, uh, I don't have any problems with Christians except for everything they are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but <laughs> Christians will tell you, no, 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 no. There's a set of guidelines. OK. And the Bible says there's a book. Mm-hmm. You need to do things this way. There's a t- there's 10 rules, actually. Mm-hmm. There's very clear rules that says thou shalt not da, 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 da. and if you don't do this you're going to uh hell or whatever what yeah. is your, what is your take on that hold on okay uh phoenix what you got no beef but the bible is kind of a bible for dummies the bible oh the bible hold on wait let's, let's say that a different way the bible is like a a, a pamphlet for d- dummies or like a way to live your life for dummies oh we're not reading the original words of. You're not God. reading the original words of God. You're, you're I reading. promise you, we get we don't even get half of the half of the stories, half of the things that actually happen. So we're still the Christians are whitewashed. Guys, to Phoenix's point. So what Phoenix is saying is that the Bible in its current form is not the original manuscript that men whether they were insightful or not, wrote many, many years ago. In fact, there's a whole book called the Apocrypha full of books that were taken out of the Bible. And who decided that? The, you know, white Roman, you know, the Catholic Church. So to your point, that's a part. That's a point. Um, Candace, what, what, you know, what do you say to that? So you're saying this organization says that God is what you see that, but yet, mm-hmm. Religions of the world say, no, there are actually rules and guidelines that you should be living by. And, and someone might say, Candace, you're a sinner and in the wrong to think the way you're thinking. Yeah, well, we I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't, you know. OK, so let, let me just make something very clear. So, yes, I believe in a higher power and I do call him God. As far as the Bible, I believe in it. What I love about the Bible now, whether it be accurately 100% true or not, is the whole story of Jesus, right? Because. So, okay, so wait, hold on. Now, wait a minute. You, you do still, you still like, do you believe in the Bible? You like the Bible? Or you just love the Jesus story. What is it about the Bible you like? I believe in the Bible, but I do not believe that every single thing is accurate. I believe there's big pieces missing. And, and the stories, there's, there's, there's parts that are missing. I don't know what they are. I'm not a historian. But what do I love about the New Testament, right? Especially in, in about Jesus. It was, he was so direct and to the point. Like, there was no confusion about him. Like, when he told the disciples, listen, I'm going back. I'm, I gave you guys the spirit that y'all can go about, and you're going to have the same powers as I do. And they were like, wait, how? What, what? And he said, like, the, you know, it was basically like, do it. Do you, you understand what I'm saying, Juan? Are you? Did, did he say he said you will do greater works than these, or something like, uh, you know, something to that effect? Well, they couldn't. They couldn't grasp the fact that they would heal people. 
they could walk on water too. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting calls. I don't know why it won't. Um, Go ahead, Kate. You said, you said that his disciples and everyone could not grasp the fact that what? They ha they were going to have the same powers as Jesus did when he was here on earth to heal God. people. Christians to this day still like they they, they miss that. It's just like they miss that point. Okay, Pete said because they're not reading the Bible. I don't know what it is, but Christians, I just got y'all. I just got to ask y'all, what are y'all? I, I don't get it. Jesus said, you will do even greater works than these. I got you. You will do even greater works than these. He's basically essentially empowering us. And yet y'all still look to him as the only one that has the power or something. I, I'm lost. I don't get it. So, uh, Phoenix, what were you going to say? Again, it's because they put so much power into one man. Even in the Bible, it says, God said, do not put no man before me. Okay. So putting someone else before yourself, even in essentially being God and within yourself. <clears throat> I think that's a little the key. Bible, the Bible is essentially like, the Jesus part of the Bible where prosperity, do good for others, teach your neighbor, be, you know, it's all essentially doing that for yourself. Give that out. And what you do in your life. Okay. Um, we get it. We we get it. These are again not concepts that Christians agree with. Okay. They only listen to God. They only listen to God. So if you're listening to the old part of the testament, I, I, I'm gonna say this, Kay. Never, I, I, the thing is, is that they never listen to listening to is the a man's interpretation. Okay. Okay. I agree. That's the point, That's the point, Steve. I mean, yeah. When, when I tell people for real, like, I'm, I'm heavy into the Bible, but I like it because it's very direct and it says exactly what the fuck it means. There's no beating around what it I, fucking I, means. I, I got another one Just for don't take it in. I got another one for you, okay? okay? I believe that the Bible should be read like the same way that you read the philosophers, like a Shakespeare. Or like yeah, a, like an Aristotle. Yeah. You you real, study you real, study it from a from a, a, a book of a book of, of principles. A book of principles, a book of like, wow, this is a good point, or stuff like that. But that's not what people do. And that's certainly not what we were taught. We were taught the Bible is like your life. You follow it, you follow it to the, you know, you know, with your life. You know, I don't I, I think it's a good book. I think it's got some good things, but you know. There's other books that have good things in it as well. Kay, what do you say? Do you know anybody that has followed the Bible to the T? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody in the Bible followed the Bible to the T. Like, I want to say there's a couple of people. So what people say, Kay, the argument to that, I'm playing devil's advocate, what they say is they're aspiring to. They're trying to follow the Bible to it. Jesus is Lord. Jesus Okay, and I say, let me know when you get there. Speak up, okay, speak up. Let me know when you get there. <laughs> let me know when you get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. God wants me to live my life with actually achieving things instead of, you know, trying yeah, to he... pursue, you know, dreams I'm probably never going to actually hit. Like, you know, I, I, I like tangible, real things. Yeah, you know what I like? I like money. <laughs> <laughs> I like luxury. I like nice things. That's okay. Um, 
I can't stand a poor Christian telling me how to live. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ron, if we talk about the Bible, God says live life abundantly. Did he not? He didn't say be a poor Christian. He said live life abundantly. So if, if Christians really know about that, do you know what abundant living is? Yet there's so many broke ass poor Christians trying to tell people how to live. Their Stop life. giving your money to ministers. <laughs> you know what I like? I like to be inspired by people who are actually living a life that I aspire to. Mm-hmm. You know, people who have nice things, people who are, oh my God, happy. <laughs> Dare I say it? Happy, okay? Not constantly struggling, you know? It's just not constantly struggling. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, let me ask you a question. Why do you think, you said you don't know law of attraction, and you're not alone, because a lot of Black people don't. Okay, Blacks, Hispanics, uh, Uh, actually, let me not say it like that. A lot of them don't know law of attraction in its current form. Yes. Damn it. Bottom line, Candace, why do you think First off, for yourself, mm-hmm. you know about law of attraction, or what do you know about it? And why do you think more Black people, poor people, urban people, we call them the streets here at the pod, why do you think the streets is not really familiar with this ideology of law of attraction? All right, I got to bring something in this that I know you weren't expecting. All right, let's bring it in, baby. You know, I'm into tarot readings. Oh, God. Yes, I do. Yes, okay. I do. So, oh, God. Phoenix, Phoenix just... Candy, when I tell you Phoenix has been on this whole da-da-da-da-da for weeks trying to get me, and I'm just like, ah, get it out of here. But go ahead, Kay. You're that's, into Terry. That's, that's why I love you, because you're an Aquarius one. All right. Yes, say that. Yes, you are. So uh, a lot of people uh, think you're, you're misreading um, that. A lot of people are into manifestation. Okay. Tarot readers consistently talk about it. I got to give Phoenix credit. You're literally telling me what Phoenix said last this past weekend. He literally sent me the exact same words. That is so interesting. So you're okay. So hold on. Let me just stop. You're saying I got this wrong, that black people people are into spirituality but maybe it's just the words law of attraction. People are not very familiar with this new age. Um, the way that, you know, if we're being honest, like Esther Hicks and all that, she's a white lady. She's mm-hmm. brought this to the mainstream a lot. Yeah. But this stuff, these teachings have been around, you know, for many, many generations and years through different cultures and stuff. Yeah. But the way that they put it, law of attraction, that's new. That's a new age ideology, religion. But it's not. It's manifestation. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm saying the way that they put it, law of attraction, that way that they've encapsulated it for this new generation is new. So you're saying people are into these teachings and that, but just not in this this way that we've been talking about it. I I don't know. I don't agree with you so much on that. So you, you say law of attraction, right? Yeah. And I'm saying to me, that's manifestation, yeah. manifesting. It's, it's yeah. the same thing to me. It is. But, it is. Oh, okay. So I didn't read a book on manifestation or manifesting, but how did I know what it was? It's because how Candace thinks. What do I want for myself in my life? 
What, so, what do I know what to weed out and to bring in? What, what do I know what, to, what changes to make, right? Yeah. How am I moving? You better talk that this guy. Go ahead and talk it. Yeah. Right? So the end result is, like I said, at the end of the day. So just like I think about, oh, well, let me think about what I don't have in my life, right? And I could go on that, but then I look around and I say, well, let's think about the gratitude list. What do we have? Oh. I mean, it's all, it's all in the way that you think. Yeah. You're jumping around, Kay. You're jumping around. I got to make sure that the audience... Sorry, sorry, sorry. So number one, you're saying poo-poo to my point. You're saying wrong. <laughs> what people do know about this manifesting stuff. Yes. And, yes. and then second, you're saying, now you're giving us tips on how you manifest. Yeah, I do it. When we, we were going to get to. So let's go to talk about that. Candace has it going on, guys. For all my audience, we're not going to go to her because we don't want y'all showing up on her. <laughs> Coin. But Candace is a is is a is a is a is a is a baddie. Is what we call a baddie. Okay, Candace, how do you manifest a lot of the wonderful things that are in your life? Okay, so let's talk about finances. Okay, finances. the dreaded finances. That's the big one. Everybody, we all want to know about finances, right? Hold on now. Hold on. manifest finances into our life, okay? So just just a real quick quick one. Uh, I don't know how many years back it was. Uh, I was at the, I'm at this job 14 years and I said I needed to get my credit right, right? Um, it's one thing for us to keep saying what we need to do and to actually start putting pen to paper and making moves to do it, right? So I actually found somebody that I was told that could help me with my credit. And this man said, listen, you don't need to pay me a monthly fee. I'm gonna tell you what to do to get your credit clear, to build credit, and you take that and run with it. And I did. This is not rocket scientists, right? Some of the issues we have financially, we like to overspend, right? We like to buy um, and can't afford things. Um, if you want a house and you need to get your credit clear, work on it. Right. This is it's just and it's hold on. So, again, th this is it. This is really I got to You know, Candace, you are talking very naturally what you did. But people do want these things. People do want good credit. They want the house. But but we OK, we all know. Yeah, you got to work on it. But we still broke with bad credit. OK. So OK. Right. So I know if I could just say something. So you're saying. For a while, you were thinking and feeling that you wanted good credit, okay? Yeah. You wanted good credit. You're thinking like, damn, I want to get my credit together. So then you, how many months after you started feeling like that, did you meet this guy? Okay. Um, oh, please. Somebody told me who he was. I called them immediately. But Juan, look, where you talk about where your sister is now, right? Uh, I mean, I don't care about telling my age. I'm 53. I got to take it back to when I bought my first home, right? It, it's like this didn't just happen overnight. I went through years of getting it right, then losing it, you know, getting right back in debt, then getting it right again to where the point I said, you know what, I'm tired of this. I want to continue on this momentum of keeping my credit clear. So how do I do that? I had to discipline myself. I'm going to work and pay my bills first. I'm okay. going to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, this didn't happen overnight. So, but I listened to people. I listened okay. and I took people's advice. Okay. All right. We call this, I, I'm going to put a word to it for the audience. We call this inspired action. And let me tell you why this is important. 
Because, Kay, you're talking about you heard about this man and mm-hmm. you called. Yeah. I'm right now. I, I see a thousand Instagram ads every day about what I should do to mm-hmm. get rich. Everyone does. A thousand ads to get rich. You know, what do you got to do to get rich, clean your credit? But we never make the call. We don't do it. So what you're, you're just kind of glossing over it. But let me just explain to the audience. It was an inspired action for you. It felt natural. You heard, you've been, you've been thinking about the credit. You wanted to clean up your credit. You, you heard the man and you said, oh, I'm going to call him. People cannot take action if it's not inspired, if they're not feeling mm-hmm. it. Otherwise, it's forced. Okay? It, it's kind of a forced thing, you know? So that is a big thing. Like, you wanted it, and it, mm-hmm. and it just natural for you to do it, right? Just like it, Juan, just like at buying a house at 26, my first house. I didn't believe I could do it. And uh, the man was like, no, you could get this house. $300 application. I was like, yeah, right. I said, but you know what? I'm a humor myself and I'm just going to do everything he said. Boom, boom, boom. First house, 26 years old, no money down, all the money from the government. And I paid a $300 application fee. That was my first house. And you know how, how that went. What is something? Okay. So you, you took inspired action. You wanted to clean up your finances and it was just natural. Once you, you know, found out the tools you started doing, what are some other things that you've manifested? Oh man. Um, I don't know. So like, what, what do I say in my life? Like the, the, one of my things is what don't I have in my life? Right. And the one thing I always said that I always wanted, I've still been talking about this for years after, after being divorced for almost six years, I want a relationship. Like, but I had to stop that. Cause I said, everything else I actually have, there's nothing that I need for today. But it, I felt this relationship thing, if I don't have this relationship, this marriage, it's like, but then I realized, look, I have to be content and happy within myself. Where you right now? Right where I am in my aloneness, not lonely, but in my aloneness before I want to bring something with somebody else. So when I take, took the focus off of saying, oh, I want a relationship, I, I just want somebody, you know. And that's when just other things just keep happening. So eventually I know that's coming next. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if I want it. Because <laughs> you're so damn happy by yourself. Ooh, ooh, it's, not that, it's not that I'm, I don't get into situations where I say, wow, it'd be nice to go to, you know, on a Norwegian cruise with somebody. But it's like, hey, Candace will go by herself. It's like, it's, it's not a big deal anymore. I want that peace. That that is everything in my life right now today. It's peace and contentment. Candace, you said gratitude. What's up with Definitely. that? Gratitude. So when can when I get into that funk and start be like, turn it, or you know, what, what's up? Why am I feeling funky today? Right. And then I look at the gratitude list. All right, what what do you have going on? What do you have in your life? Are you homeless? Do you have food? You know. What is the gratitude list? You made a list? You, yes. You, a gratitude list is a list that you actually start writing down. What is it in your life you're grateful for? So every time you are depressed or in a funk, you look at your list. Most of the time. I will look at the list. Sometimes I'll just start thinking it in my head, like, come on now. Look how you living around here. Right. How many people can, can say that? Or like I said, remember I told you about this one. How do we get ourselves out of ourselves when we want to beat ourselves up. 
you gotta lend out your hand and go help somebody else. Food bank, shelter, give some clothes away. Do it's always somebody that's in need. I have that. I have a question for you, and parts of that what you just said. Phoenix has a question for you, Kay. Um, do you put yourself out there to manifest that relationship you want, or are you just thinking about it and staying home? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, right now, I am not actively out there on a dating site. Um, I don't go to clubs and bars anymore. I have uh, different situations that I'm in. So yeah, I do go to social events. Um, and I actually do. If I see somebody that I'm interested in, I'll talk to them. I'll, you know, open conversation, I'll exchange numbers. So yeah, but um, I'm selective today. Not right. picky, not picky, selective because um, I, I need somebody to meet me where I am mentally. You know what I'm saying? It's not about uh, how much money he makes. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a combination of things. And money is not, um, I don't want to say money is not important, but I'm just looking for deeper mentally, emotionally, physically, all those things. It's, you know. Go ahead, uh, Phoenix. Um, um, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, sorry, I don't want to get into it. It's crazy, but uh, I feel like uh, if you want to dig deeper, then you got to look past the mind. Finding that love is a spiritual love. It's a self-love and love beyond your own thought. So you're so, so even when you're manifesting the things that you want in your life, mm -hmm. it's, it's a spiritual walk that you're doing because you're walking through something that you spiritually need because you know it's a detrimental to your spiritual growth. If you don't have that thing. That thing that's going to be a growth for you. Okay. Well, let, let me let me just say. So, okay, hold on. You're saying... Um, you're saying from a, okay, you are so content with where you are right now. First, you said two things. First, you said, you just know that a relationship is coming. You, you said that. And then I said, you I said don't you, know if I'm going to want it. That's the funny thing about it. Because you, because you feel so content with where you are. You've gotten to a, hold on. Okay. Have you gotten to a spiritual place where you just feel so grateful and content where where you are right now you're kind of good you're, you're, you're so oh my god hold up it's almost like the thing that you're looking to manifest is like if it comes good if it don't come i'm good either way and isn't that how it comes yeah Be because if you if it's like i really i really want a relationship i really want a relationship the relationship just stays away from you or but if you're desperate yeah. or you get desperate and you grab for something that's not for you you can manifest. He just said it. One of the guys, I forgot. He said, you, you can manifest something yeah, you can that manifest you should the, not. That's the nigga with gray sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> you can just manifest I just, a, you know, I play video games all day, but lay that pipe. <laughs> so, so Juan, what happens when you're in a, a healing transformation? When you, when you start healing, you, you, okay. So we were talking about this the other day. My tolerance level is very short. Your tolerance level. Why? Well, you know why, though? Sure. Because my time is precious today. Wow. When you start to heal, your time is very valuable. Wow. You're not going to spend too much on nonsense and BS. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. You don't got time. What? <laughs> yeah. 
look at you. <laughs> you argue and you want to argue. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> wow, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That, came from, that came from a lot of experience, a lot of, like I said, you know, I always say Rome wasn't built in a day. It took Candace a long time to get at this point in her life, at this phase in my life. You know, our lives go through phases and, um, you know, it takes time, but it's all doable. And yes, uh, you know, that's why when we talk about the antidepressants, I will be open to use what works. I will be open to change. And if it doesn't, and I'll try something else. And, that, and that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? You don't give up and you don't. Okay. Let's wind down here. Okay, let's wind down here. So you've got, <clears throat> you, 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 you're happy. Okay, you've got, a, uh, you've got beautiful homes. You've got, you know, you, know you, got, you got cars, you got money. You don't really have need for anything. Let's just have a little fun with it. Is there, <laughs> anything, is there anything in this life that you don't currently have that you would like uh, to manifest. I think we already. I think we already said it. We already I, talked about it. Yeah. Well, well, not not the relationship. Name one thing that you uh, want. Let's just play with it. That you've not yet manifested in your life. That you are looking forward to manifesting. Oh, I got this new manifestation. What's that? Um, well, I currently purchased a new townhome. I, I want to get the backyard done next year. That's nothing. But my big thing is I want to go on a 15, 10 to 15 day cruise, Norwegian cruise. I want to go to Norway. That's okay. like the next big thing I want to do. Okay. And when do you want to do this? Going to be doing. Going, yeah. Uh, next year. Next year. Next year. Okay. 2023. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't so, been traveling a lot. So. Cruise is, so here, here we go. So we're in September. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is nothing but a time capsule. Yeah. But a time capsule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. We're gonna put it. We're gonna put it out there. We're gonna put it out there for the universe. We're gonna yeah, play. yeah, yeah. By uh, 2023, we're gonna be going on. It looks like a 10 to 15 day. The 10, 10 to 15 day cruise to uh, Norway. 10 to 15 day cruise. Norway or just a Norwegian cruise? Norway. I want to be near Alaska. I want to see all that beauty. Of okay. course, I was watching the Smithsonian Channel. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I know, this good documentaries about weather patterns. I love stuff okay. like that. So 15-day yes. in your future. Y'all heard it here yeah. first. Y'all heard it here first. Anything on the horizon uh, for you, Kay, that you want people to know or any last words or, you know, uh, or, or what would you say to people who are looking to look up to you or inspired by your story or just in a situation where they've got things in their life that they want to manifest, what can you tell for those people? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's not a magic pill. One thing, it's not a magic pill. One thing I do love, um, another thing about this organization that they always talk about, not comparing yourself to others. Identify, don't compare, right? I'm not going to compare myself to my brother and what he's doing in his life, but I can identify with what he's doing. And, and you give people more compassion, more respect when you can identify with what it is they're doing or trying to do uh, rather than comparing. Comparing, you know, it takes a steps back. You don't want to do that. The manifestation killer. That's yeah. it. Identify with people. Don't compare. 
You're not trying to be like this one, that one. And you know what I'm saying? It's all in you to be yourself. You got the power to, to create your own destiny, right? Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing advice. Candace, Candace, guys, come on. Make some noise for Candace. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Candice, do you want to leave any contact information for your future mate who's looking at this? Oh, my God. Who wants to who who might want to get in contact with you? That high value spiritual man. Is there a place that they can Uh, contact you if they want to reach out to you? uh, Yeah. My email address. I don't know. Email like an old school person does. (laughs) Like an old school person. (laughs) And rich people. Rich people will be still getting Email, yes, yes, yes. Email. Email, okay. <laughs> you brought my email, Juan C. Sykes 209 at AOL.com. C. Sykes 209 at AOL.com. Yeah. If you own Grace Sweatpants, skip it. That's not for you, okay? This is only for high value, uh, high net worth, high spiritual, forward looking men who yeah. want to go to Norway next year. <laughs> I do need a roommate. You're right. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thanks, yeah, guys. This has been an amazing, amazing, amazing episode of Blame the Victim podcast. As always, if you or a friend or an enemy <laughs> is having a problem that you need assistance with, write into us at blame the victim podcast at gmail.com and we will show you how that problem is your fault. I've been Jason Best. <laughs> You can find me at JC Knows Best, where I blame the victim pot, and we will be back next week. Bye. <laughs> Man, y'all listen to the same type of rap over and over. My God. I'm JC Best, man. This is my debut album. I'm different. <laughs> You know pick a sweetest pop groups, oldest single from the 80s, flip it, turn it to a hit. Never rap, never freestyle, never wrote, never spit. This is natural, I was chosen for this shit. Couldn't back out if I wanted, mama blessed it. I'm predestined, gave me Jesus, started preaching from the pit. Couldn't cut it, left the pulpit, threw my hands up, started standing. Either way, got one of y'all to hear this shit. Papa is a savage, mama was a bad bitch. Will I'm Dominicano, none of that shit matters. Study like a Jew, move like a Baptist. Family loves religion. I was down, feeling hopeless, started thinking. If I stop breathing, would I die and really lead this world lane? And one day I had a visit from a mystic said, hold on, cause soon the world would know my motherfucking name. Remember me when I was down. I was awake, but no, I couldn't make a sound. I held on tight, I was so lost, I wanted out. He said, son, have no fear, believe your time is not so just believe it's going down. I done figured out the system, three way, then turn a quarter to a half, parlay. I done been in the sludge, I done climbed out the mud, I ain't never going back, no way. Feeling froggy, take a chance on me JC knows best, man, what more can I say? Give me a tired and you're poor and you're hungry And I put them all back, trust God, I'm here to stay hey. The fuck? Gotta stop smoking, bro Them dreams be crazy